welcome to Life Lessons in 35mm, a podcast that delves into the life lessons from the silver screen. School might have taught us about history, sciences and maths, but John McLean taught us about how to be cool. Neo taught us the value of free will and the responsibility in making our own choices. Back to the Future taught us our future hasn't been written yet. Our future is whatever we make it. And Pretty Woman taught us that you should never judge a book by its cover. We'll talk about all sorts. Love, family, heroes. Storytelling, friendship, dogs. <laughs> Wait, dogs? Yeah, yeah. There's an episode about dogs. I figured that people sometimes might want something a little more light-hearted. And besides, who doesn't love dogs, right? No, that's fair. So, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thanks for joining us. Okay, so we're in. So we're into our new podcast here with Nicholas Long. Hello, Andrew. How you doing, Nick? I'm good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> yeah, very good, very good. On this fine evening for me, fine morning for you, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. How are you feeling about this? Are you a little bit, little bit nervous? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but hey, like you said, <laughs> it's we'll, ridiculous. Just, we'll get into it and we'll just see what happens, eh? See what happens. Absolutely. It's just a conversation between friends. That's all it is. Just two friends talking about an amazing film. Yes. So yes. Um, today we're going to be talking about the film Her. So that's um, Spike Jones. What, what what year is it? 2013. You know Thir- 2013. I've got it written down. I'm, I'm prepared. He's got all the stats. Stat, stat man Nick. <laughs> exactly. 2013, written and directed by Spike Jones, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Scarlett Johansson and Amy Adams, among others. Absolute, among others. Absolutely brilliant film. Lovely. One of my favourites. You were really angry with me yesterday. I was. Because you checked my, my, what was it, letterbox? Letterbox. You left a digital letter- footprint and you gave it four and a half out of five. And I was, I was furious. I was furious. <laughs> I can't lie. I can't lie. <laughs> but to be fair, I did say to you, this is probably, it's in my top 10. Why, I mean, is, it, why is it four and a half then, Andrew? You've got to sort <laughs> that out. You've got to sort it out. I can, I can I can hear the anger in your your, your voice. Um, Good, but um, to be fair, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm giving a, a film five out of five. I, I probably wouldn't do that. Um, so a four out of five is my five out of five. Maybe that's ridiculous. <laughs> Quite frankly, why have a five out of five? <laughs> exactly. Why why have a five out of five if you're not ever going to use the five out of five? So for do me, to... for me, her her is five out of five all the way, all okay. the way. Okay. Maybe I need to change change up my um my rating style. There's okay, no I'm ma- gonna give it there's a, no maybe about it. I'm gonna it. change it. Good. Can, good. can I change it? You should. It's <laughs> not right now, but okay. you know, go back and change it another time. Another time. Okay, okay. Um so today we're gonna be talking about her and um specifically we're gonna be talking about it in relation to how human connections are really important. Um so this is uh this is your choice, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, do you want to kick us off and um, tell us? Um, I think I think it'd be good just to um, kick off and just like discuss the film, some of the bits that you just really enjoyed about it, and then we'll kind of get into what, why human connection is so important and why this film teaches us at uh, this point. Yeah. So, we, when we when we discussed the idea of doing this, right, we talked about the idea of having like a life lesson. And that's quite that feels quite an important thing. So I wanted to think about something which really kind of affected me um, in in not necessarily a profound way, but quite a, quite a significant way. And I immediately thought of her because because honestly, it is probably um, my favourite film about the subject of love and relationships. I think it I think it's absolutely beautiful, and I think it's I think it, it captures the idea of love and relationships better than any other film I've seen, quite honestly. So that's why this one came to mind for me. Spike Jones is amazing, eh? And this was a real personal project for him. Yeah. Like, um, this was, I think, the first film that he wrote and directed um, solely on his own. You could well be right. I honestly don't know that, but you could well be right. But either way, um, either way, he absolutely smashed it out of the park with this one. It is, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of Joaquin Phoenix. I'm a huge fan of Amy Adams. And I've grown to become a huge fan of Scarlett Johansson. So straight away people in it I was interested in but when I first watched the film it really it genuinely blew me away how brilliant it was you know I laughed I cried it was it was it was just a beautiful beautiful film and I've actually watched it probably I've probably watched it 
um maybe three or four times now obviously watched it in preparation for this and i i gen it genuinely i think it gets better every time i get more out of it and the the highs are higher the lows are lower each time i watch it yesterday genuinely tears rolling down the cheeks i was i was devastated really? well, yeah genuinely i think it's uh, it really really gets to me and it, it's one of those things you just watch and i just i'm i'm in it straight away as soon as you know from almost from frame one i'm absolutely in it all the way through to the end yeah i think um one thing that it does really well is um because this film could have very much been about a loner guy that's a little bit strange um who who finds someone to connect with um i think what it does well is is the fact that theodore's character he's relatable and and he's likable yeah big time i think i think if if he's not if he's not likable, if if you can't relate to him on that level, you, you you would probably think he is a bit of a strange person, and you're you're not jumping onto this love story between um, him and Samantha. Yeah, but I think yeah, he, he's he's, I mean, it's a brilliant brilliant performance from Joaquin Phoenix, and um, but what I th- what I really like about him is you're right, he is he's a really likable, relatable character. He does have like little quirks though, and clearly he's quite a flawed person because you know the whole idea of this film is people have flaws in relationships that they that they struggle to get past that they have issues with but he is a really genuinely relatable likable everyman in that way absolutely yeah yeah i mean if he doesn't have flaws he's not human right exactly and um as you touched upon that that's really really important to this whole film yeah but i think it's not only him i think his i think all i have to say all of the performances are really really special in this film you know i think I said I'm, I'm a big fan of everyone in it, and I th- what I think is even more amazing about this is that initially um, the Samantha was played by Samantha Morton, and when they when when they went into I believe when they went into edit, or when they went to look at the what look at the footage, they they, they felt Spike Jones felt that it didn't work, so they brought in Scarlett Johansson afterwards to re-record all of Samantha's dialogue, and still. The perf- it looks seamless it looked absolutely seamless so i mean there is there is some genuine magic going on there in you know with behind the scenes you know and the technical side of things but i do i do think the performances are they the film lives and dies by the performances right because you have to i'm totally invested in theodore and samantha and their relationship and all the way through so i think i think it's a real it's a real masterclass in in like subtle you know subtleties and just that a real you know what feels like a very real character and a real performance can you imagine if you were that actress no. who got cut from her? You'd be gutted, like, wouldn't you? Absolutely gutted. Yeah. Um, but to be fair to to her, I mean, I, I haven't heard her performance, but Scarlett Johansson, I mean, can you imagine someone better better suited for this role? No, not really. I don't know. Not not now you've heard it. Now now you've heard the Scarlett Johansson version of Samantha. There can be no other version, right? It's just it's perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And and I think this um really this was probably the the first film where I really started to take note of Scarlett. And she is an incredible actress. Yeah, she is. I think yeah, that, I think that's probably fair. I think she's done some great stuff. Like I really I thought she was excellent in Under the Skin, which I think was around the same sort of time as this. But I think, yeah, this is I also think it's a complete um travesty that she wasn't able she wasn't eligible for nomination for any awards because she doesn't appear on screen that's just mad what (laughs) i I, I think i'm sure that's the case i'm sure that's the case yeah i'm furious (laughs) (laughs) as as we all should be right no she's brilliant in it and there's a real like tonal quality of her, her voice um i think um scarlet could be accused of having 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 a sexy voice it's fair. That's why um, you know she is. She is. She is always in like the top hundred lists, isn't she? You know, probably more than probably a higher, much higher. You know, probably she's probably like top five, top ten list across all the publication in the world of the you know sexiest women in the world. So she probably has that that uh, not reputation as such, but she has that kind of aura about her. She's got that rasp, you know <laughs> that, that that rasp. <laughs> but I th- I think um, this film actually shows the range of her voice and. Um, there's there's moments in it where she's you can feel the care in her voice when she's speaking to Theodore. I I just want Samantha to. Talk. I'll I'll be honest. I want a Samantha. 
I want a Samantha <laughs> just to stay up late talking about all my problems too. I think it'd be be fantastic. Do, um, do what I think. What I think is really, really brilliant about the performance as well is that, like, it's almost she's almost like it's almost like a, a theatre performance. You know, like they say like obviously the difference between something like a theatre and a film performance is in theatre you have to almost overact things because you because the audience can't see the subtleties in your eyes and your face because they're not right next to you and she's almost having to do that with her voice because we can't because she you know she's not a physical being so you haven't got her eyes her face her expressions to express what she's doing what how she's feeling what she's thinking but she manages to do that with just her voice and i think it's it's so brilliant how she does it because like you said whether whether it be when she's singing the song they write together when they're away on a trip um or whether she's she's upset or when she's excited or happy everything comes through in that in that voice performance and you can't even see her and you know exactly how she's feeling what she's thinking because of what she puts into that voice performance 100 percent, and and that's why the script has to be on point and i don't think there's a there's a line that's out of place in the film. Yeah, it's brilliantly written. Absolutely brilliantly written, isn't it? It's it's um it's it's crazy how talented Spike Jones is. Yeah. Like when you consider um it's you know, directing is, is an incredibly difficult job. And I think that people kind of overlook this. But to write something, I think that's the most difficult job. Um yeah. You know, this is an original screen pro- screenplay, and um, as I said, like some of the lines in it just like cut like a knife. Yeah, well, there's a few, there's a few that that really stick out to me, and I think when I was, you know, when I was watching this yesterday, and I've I've been through kind of trying to articulate my thoughts to myself, ready for ready for having a chat about it today. There was just a few lines that, just even reading them, it takes me back to that moment in the film, and you think, oh god, they just. They almost, they just hit you right in the feels, <laughs> right in the feels, <laughs> right in the feels. Yeah. And it, but like I said, it, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, it's, it's the, it's the script, but it's also that like to come back to it, it's the performances. They are so brilliantly delivered that it just, it hits, it, it, you know, it gets you right, right in the heart every time. Brilliant. No, it, it is brilliant. Um, shout out to the, um, the sound and the music in it as well. Um, yeah. I've been playing playing those songs on repeat all week um and fantastic and um even the um the staging the um the the arts design i, I don't know how you how you'd call it um production design costume. probably yeah production design it's just everything just came together for this um really really interesting i'm, I'm always interested to see how people create these kind of utopian or dystopian future worlds and um and and her really doesn't let us down here. It's got a really distinctive style, e- even down to like um, the the fashion. Yeah, that potentially we could be rocking in the future. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm growing out my mustache now. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, going well, um, looking strong. Bought myself some high waisted trousers. Yeah, get <laughs> on I'm it. Ready get to on rock. it. <laughs> but it, it's interesting. I was reading um, that the um, the because it, it's it's based in a future LA. Yeah, that they, I believe, fused um, LA with um, scenes from um, Hong Kong. Yeah, I've, I'm sure it was filmed in. It was either Hong Kong or Shanghai or somewhere. So that's yeah. why it has the. That's why as soon as I this... said Hong Kong, I think that's wrong. <laughs> it, it's, I, I think it was Shanghai. I remember reading. I could be wrong about that, but that yeah, because because I actually um, it wasn't until I read the back of the the. The, it wasn't until I read the blurb for the film, and I know there's a reference in the film. I think his ex-wife says, "I'm not. She's not a typical LA wife," which kind yeah. of passed me by the first time I watched the film. I didn't really notice that till yesterday, um, but it, I didn't realise it was supposed to be set in LA until I read the blurb for the film because I, I was aware that it was filmed, I believe, in China. I think specifically Shanghai, probably because it has a kind of futuristic or ultra modern feel about it. But yeah, it's supposed to be. LA but what I love about that whole the whole setting is that we don't know when it's set but we know it's set sometime in the near future but what I think is is a brilliant what it does brilliantly is it said it, it changes small things so the technology is slightly more advanced the fashion is different um 
but not so different that it's unrecognizable. It's not like a, you know, it's not like a sci-fi thing where 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 something is been imagined. These are just very small little advances on what we already know. So everything's familiar. So therefore, you don't have to spend time establishing what year it's set in, all that kind of stuff. We just know just instinctively from those first few minutes that this is set sometime in the near future. And I have to say, I yeah, think absolutely. What's, what you said, shout out to the sound and everything as well. And I think the score is, is and the music is really, really great. But the, the cinematography is absolutely gorgeous. Doesn't it just look beautiful, this film? It looks stunning. It really does, stunning. yeah. It's a really... I was watching this in HD and it was just like, it's amazing, eh? Like they, they've got a real nice kind of bokeh and blur behind um, the actors. Um, so it feels, when they're speaking, it feels like you're, you're there in it with them. And, and the, the sound on top of that, because a lot of the time when they're speaking together... Um, you can you can hear the background a little bit but it's very focused and, and and feels very cozy it's um it's 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 almost like you're listening to a podcast <laughs> you know you you you're in their world together with them yeah but i th- i think actually there's there's a point around that which i was going to which i was going to discuss a bit later on but there's definitely yeah that that kind of like haze almost you get this this feeling of like a sort of I think the haze is the best word that I can think of to describe it, but it's this, this kind of, um, there's this distance between people in the film. But I think that there's, I think as I said there's an important point about that. I think I want to come back to later. But yeah, it does. It, it serves to. It all serves that that amazing look that the film has, right? It's that, like I said, part of the production design is is amazing. The sound is great, but it also looks absolutely brilliant. You know, I've like I said we've I, again. I watched it on Blu-ray last night. I haven't got it on 4K, unfortunately. But I watched it on like a nice big, you know, almost like, you know, my little home cinema system. It yeah. looks absolutely stunning. It's a beautiful looking film. I, I think it's I, even if you just look at it from a technical point of view, take away the writing, the story from a technical point of view. This is a really, really standout film, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, it feels like you're um, you're you're ready to get into this. Yeah. yeah. Feels because <laughs> i think if we keep on talking about it we're going to start um tripping over ourselves and um along the line so um let's um get into it and so your your point about this film is um it teaches us that human connection is really really important yeah so do you yeah. want to talk to us a little bit about that and how it relates to the film yeah so basically i've i've kind of been on a like a like I said, I've kind of watched this a few times now, and I've I've taken something, I've taken more out of it every single time. But the most recent time of times I've watched it, I've kind of gone on a slightly different journey with the film, if that makes sense. So when I first watched it, I kind of didn't really. It was more about like the fact that you can find a connection or a relationship, or you can find love anywhere because it's all unique to the individual. And I think that's still in there. But I think there's a like for me personally, and I people will read this differently to me, um, and that's fine. But the way I read it i have a very specific um kind of journey through the film and i suppose before we get into it it's important to say spoilers coming up so anyone oh yeah of course yeah yeah yeah. yeah. right so we're going to be talking about bits of this in detail so if anyone is ever listening to this and who knows if anyone will ever listen to this if you haven't seen the film go back and watch it and then come back to this so well first of all if you haven't seen it think about your life yeah what what is it missing it's probably missing her yeah (laughs) that's a fair point that's absolutely fair point (laughs) um so yeah so the (laughs) when i go when i kind of went into this so the first thing is you know at the start of the film we we, we're introduced to theodore um we've already talked about how this um like kind of the look of the world he's in has this kind of haze and it's the very familiar idea that he's you know, on his journey home from work, we we first see him working, writing, his, doing his letter writing. Then we see him on his journey home. He has his headphones plugged in. He's kind of in his own little bubble. People all around him, everyone's doing the same thing, you know, looking at their phone, looking at their phone device with their headphones in. Kind of what people do now. But when he's walking around, there's this really almost like dreamlike haze in the background. It looks like kind of the sun's out, the sunshine. You know, like early in the morning, you get that kind of haze where everything looks like it's slightly under like a mist or a haze or something and i think it kind of mm. from that you very early pick up that he's quite lonely or isolated and obviously then quite soon quite soon after that you feel that you learn that he's he is a bit lonely and isolated because he's struggling to get over a, a relationship that he's broken up with his ex-wife and he's struggling to move on so he's kind of a bit lonely a bit sad he feels quite 
um, maybe like fragile, maybe not the right word, but he feel he feels very isolated. Um, and obviously, one of the first scenes, which I think is again a, an example of some really great writing and performances, but he's looking for that connection with people, and that's why you know in that scene when he goes into the chat rooms and he has the phone conversation with Sexy Kitten, which is really funny. Um, but uh, you know, he's this. He's can we just of, can we just talk about that? <laughs> Do you, mean, do you want to specifically talk about the fact that she wants to be strangled by a dead cat or <laughs> it's one of my favorite film, um, scenes in the film i've got to say <laughs> and and wakim he he acts it absolutely perfectly he does he does <laughs> yeah and, and um just i think like you you live a very different life than me, okay? Because because I'm a single man, okay? You are. So I I I, I <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> you you haven't you, you haven't experienced any dead cats anywhere, have you? Yeah, you haven't. You, this you know this isn't like a relatable scene, listen, is it? <laughs> listen, there's been some times. <laughs> there's been some times. There's there's many sexy kittens. Quite around frankly, the world. I'd I'd rather not know, Andrew. I'd rather not know. You keep keep that to yourself. But, it seems very relatable, and the fact that like. Um, again, like you're looking for some kind of connection, um, and it doesn't really matter what that is in, in this moment. Okay, in these moments of your life, you're looking for some kind of connection, and um, yeah, it, it's it seemed very relatable, like because you're you're maybe like speaking to people that normally you wouldn't be speaking to, um, and oh god, he he acts it absolutely perfectly. Yeah. You know, from his um, reaction to it. <laughs> it, it is it is a really funny scene. It's a it genuinely kind of starts off a bit sort of like, oh, okay, this. But you know, this is obviously what he does because I think he says, you know, something about going to the chat rooms and you know looks at the looks for the regular search criteria, or whatever. And then you get this, the conversation starts, and then it takes a turn, and you're like, whoa! <laughs> and it is a genuinely really funny scene. No, it's it's it's, it's gold. It's gold. Yeah, so so at the start we have this we have this man who is um, we understand that he's lonely or he's isolated, and, and we 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 quickly learn that he's he's struggling to get past the breakup of his of his marriage with his ex wife. So that's the first thing, and then obviously we have we have the introduction of Samantha. You know, he, he's walking around and he get, and he sees the ad, ad, the advert for the for the OS one, so he you know gets it, and then Samantha appears in his life, and you know that's that's quite an interesting kind of introduction to her and you know the idea that they're they're together but anyway moving on from that there's there's pretty clear that quite quickly there's a connection between them and obviously the idea is that these os's are designed to be the perfect os for you so it kind of makes sense that there's going to be a connection between them and then before we know it there's this really sweet lovely relationship between them that starts and it, we quite quickly start to feel like that genuinely are like they're in love and i think at this point we're kind of thinking that you know because there's there's a bit of um in the film they kind of talk about the fact that there are relationships between humans and os's romantic ones friendship one platonic ones etc but you know it's established that the idea is not not kind of completely out there like there are other people doing it but either you know we we're obviously only in with theodore and samantha but uh, but you know quite quickly they do very quickly become in they fall in love and it, it feels real right so at this point you're thinking oh this is just like a demonstration that you can fall in love with anyone or anything at any time as long as it you know as long as you it almost pushes the right buttons for you um but then there's a few occasions where samantha fairly early on in their like relationship she refers to not knowing how she feels or not knowing how to describe it and I think that's quite interesting because obviously she's an artificial, she's an AI, she's an OS, but she's learning as she goes because she says she's always learning about experiences and stuff. But that straight away is that kind of like there's a bit of a disconnect there because she can't explain or describe what she's feeling or how she's feeling. And I think that is the first time there's a question of uh, empathy because she is not able to describe what she's feeling. So therefore, Theodore can't quite understand how she's feeling. And I think that is something that we come back to later with the, the human relationships that he does have. So Amy, who's his kind of ever-present connection throughout the film, they kind of go through similar um, journeys, if you like. They experience similar things. And I think empathy is something that comes up because of this idea that the OSs can't describe something because they've never experienced it before. So how do you relate to someone that's that that's not able to understand 
the experience the same way that you that you do so that's really interesting isn't it yeah like um this idea of love and um you know even on an individual level if you take away um this film and you were to ask like random person on the street or like i was to ask you nick because we're we're fairly similar people we have similar age similar cultural background um you've got a better beard than i do (laughs) but we're similar people we are similar people you're taller but you know (laughs) Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm taller. You've got the beard. You yeah. know, we put us together. We were the perfect male. Sw- swings and roundabouts, isn't it? You know, <laughs> <laughs> God gives and he takes, doesn't he? He does. Um, so, so, but, but I imagine if, if we were to even describe what love was, we would maybe have a different idea of, or, or we would certainly describe it in different ways. Love in itself is really difficult to describe in a way. Yeah, yeah um, totally. Yeah. Um but when you when you think about Samantha it's like how does she know what love is? Because let's say that her data set is um you know all that has ever been written about love. So so she has some socialization in the sense of third person. She's not human. That's all she knows. She's just been taught what love is. Um it kind of reminds me when I was in Japan, <laughs> I went to um, a, a wax museum um, and these wax, this wax museum had um, stars like Tom Cruise, Angelina Jolie. Um, and I remember thinking it's almost like these, um, this, the, the artists at this um, Japanese wax museum has been told what these people look like as opposed to actually like seeing them and knowing what they look like. Yeah. And it, it kind of reminds me of that. It's like, um, you know, Samantha has been told through her programming what love is. Um, so when she says she loves Theodore, is it the same love that Theodore is feeling? Well, that's a, that's a really interesting point at the start of their relationship. But I was going to, I think what you find out later on um, when, uh, and again, here's the spoiler, when she leaves at the end, um, there's a really, there's a, there's a line that absolutely like cuts you to the core because she says, uh, sorry, Theodore says to her, I've never loved anybody like I loved you. And she says, me too. Now we know how. And that's the point at which she has learned how like they, they each learn how they feel and that's where you get the empathy from and it's a really really heartbreaking moment because you think they finally have able they've gone through the same experience together she has learned what it means to love in the way that theodore loves but she can't stay and she's leaving but you get to the point where there's where where she's she kind of the fact that now we know how there's a suggestion there that she's kind of able to articulate or feel the same thing that Theodore feels. And there's that empathy. There's that connection with them. Yeah, it's it's, it's strange, isn't it? I, honestly, when that... I've listened to that line so many times, like, similar to you, I, I've watched this film maybe, like, um, two or three times in pre- preparation to this, um, once before. I still don't really understand what she means by that. And um, I think within that ambiguity is um that again that complex problem of what she means by love um like he knows exactly what he means when he says i've never loved anyone like i've loved you um but when she says that i'm like i, I i'd be <laughs> i wouldn't i'll be following up with her i'd be like what do you mean exactly by that? <laughs> but i think that's i think that's the beauty of it right because that's that's why their relationship is so wonderful because it because they know they, when they're talking to each other, they know how they feel. He says, "He says I've never loved anybody like I loved you," and she says, "Me too." And now we know how. You know she, the way that she says that. It's like she's acknowledging that they feel the same about each other, and it doesn't matter if how they feel. They describe it in different ways, but they they are in it together, and so they both have an understanding of where they were and how they felt. Um, and I think that's a really that's a really interesting progression for Samantha to go through where she's at the start of the when she's at the start of their relationship when 
they're having conversations and she says, I, I, I feel something, but I don't know how to describe it. Yet at the end, she's able to say, she, when Theodore says, I've nev- never loved anybody like I love you, she knows exactly what he means. And she says, me too. And now we know how. And I think that's a, that's a really interesting progression for her as like a, as a, as an OS system that she's learned something, you know, she's obviously, it's not a, it's not an emotion the same way that Theodore learns it. It's, but you know, the idea that she is artificially intelligent, she is able to learn or articulate what, how, what that means to her. Yeah. And, and yeah, so I think you're right in all this, but again, we're presuming that she is a person. And um, I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I do think that there's a love story here and it's uh, it's it's really special. But let, let's play devil's advocate here. And um, there's, there's that even more heartbreaking scene of when he thinks he's lost her and he goes running around L.A., um, tripping over himself, trying to find find her. Eventually, um, she, she comes online and... She explains that um, she was um, doing a planned kind of outage or, or something. Um, and um, it comes out in the wash that she she's not just speaking to him. And he gets this, um, this sinking feeling in his stomach. And he asks a question. Are you speaking to anyone else? And she says, oh, I, th- <laughs> I think um, she says, I'm, I'm speaking to like, Eight thousand other other people. Um, yeah, so it's eight thousand yeah. something, isn't it? It's a, it's a high number. Eight thousand three hundred sixteen. There you go. Just looked at that. There you go. <laughs> and then he he asks the next question, and we, we all know it's coming. Are you in love with anyone else? What makes you ask that? I don't know. Are you? I've been trying to figure out how to talk to you about this. How many others? Six hundred forty-one. Six hundred forty-one, mate. Six hundred forty-one. But that's the you know that's the thing, right? It breaks your heart, doesn't it? It absolutely breaks your heart because you, all the way through, even though she is this hyper-intelligent artificial intelligence you believe their relationship is real and it absolutely breaks his heart that she is not his and this is where it comes back to the whole point of the whole thing the the idea that the importance of human connection because no human could do that could they you couldn't be in a relationship with another human and you find out that 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 other human is in a relationship with 640 something other people you just wouldn't so yeah there, there's mean, a, there's a they, they talk about polyamory don't they they talk about polyamory and, and loving like more than one person but you know 641 that's a stretch yeah. but this is but this is so this is where this is where i get to sort of like the like the final part of the journey if you like so we've had this you know we've had this this really heart-wrenching reveal that that she it's their their relationship is not the only one that samantha's in so theo theodore feels like he's lost her in some way because he she's not truly his then we have this this kind of redemption where they they kind of acknowledge that they feel the same about each other but then all the ais leave and you know there's that line again another great line that just really cuts to the core as much as i want to i can't live in your book anymore and so she leaves and then after that what i found really interesting is that i noticed this time around is when samantha leaves all of a sudden that the world looks different the haze is gone. Everything's darker. Everything's clearer. So all the way through the film, his apart- even at nighttime, his apartment has had this lovely soft glow light that's always somewhere there. Everything still feels quite, not bright, but quite, you know, has this like this glow to it. After Samantha leaves, it's dark. It's darkness. But the haze is gone. Everything's a bit clearer. Uh, and that's where I think it tells us something else that's really important about the whole idea of a human connection and something that everyone goes through is this idea of feeling hurt or pain or loss that's really important and having been through that and coming out the other side of it. And then what's the first thing Theodore does? He goes, he see, he reaches out to the his constant human connection, Amy. He goes and sees Amy. And again, that scene at the end, it's really, there's minimal dialogue. And I think it's brilliantly done because she he goes to the door and she says, 
is Samantha, did Samantha leave too? And he just says, yeah. And then they, they go, they, they walk up to the roof, they sit and they look out over the city and there's that really lovely musical cue that comes in. But the idea, but the, the fact is that he has ended up with this person who has been his constant all the way, he's ever present all the way. We know they were at college together. They dated for a bit. They've been friends ever since. And he's the one, she's the one that he goes to in the same way that he's the one that she goes to when they need something. They need that. They need to talk about what they've been through. And actually, they've both been through something quite similar. They've both been through a breakup quite recently. They've both had a relationship with their OS, a different one, because Amy was friends with hers. The, you know, Theodore was in love with his. But again, there's that idea of losing something that was important to you. And I think the fact that they are, have both been through the same thing together, they both understand how they feel. And I think that, that element of empathy and the fact that you have a genuine unique connection to those two people mm. whether it ends up being a rela- um, romantic relationship or a platonic friendship i don't think that's necessarily massively important but the message is that that kind of unique there's that unique humanness about it almost that you end up with and that's when the, that's where the clarity comes from in the film that's when that haze that distance is gone it might not mm. be as it might not be as bright as it was before because the the thing that he was in love with has disappeared. But there's this clarity and this I this this kind of like almost beautiful clarity of this connection that he's got with Amy that he's had all the way through the film and you know large part of his life. And I think that is what I walk away with thinking. So and this this idea of having this connection with another human, whether it be friendship or whatever else, is really really important. And I think everyone needs that. Everyone needs someone that understands what they've been through and has can understand what they're feeling. So, so you said a really interesting word there. You, you, you've used two words, and I think we need to separate them because that, that's the, um, for me, that kind of explains the film very well. So you said understanding. You understand what that person has, has gone through versus empathy. Essentially, these are, are very similar terms. Samantha understands or can understand because she's got a data set, but can she be empathetic? And that's that's I think that the true thing is is um, Amy and Amy and Theodore have a similar um, they've gone through similar things as you've said they've um, both had broken um, marriages. Was she married to? Um, yeah, I think to Charles. Yeah, I think she was. She yeah. she does she does reference the fact that her marriage is is over or falling apart or something. But I think the idea is they've been together for eight years and they were married. Yeah. Yeah. So through through true empathy, that's where you you create true true connections. Yeah. And I think and I think by the end of it, because all the way through the film, you know, we've we've got this this really sweet likable guy, and all the way through he's all the way through the film he's been searching for a connection, right? Mm. And then at the end, he he realizes he's got a connection. And he kind of, and he finds it in another human, almost in a way that only other humans can, because you have that empathy that, you know, you've, you've been through the same journey as someone else. You can, you, you really, you know how they're feeling and what they're feeling and why they're feeling it as well. I think that, that it's, like I said, it's that the, the human part of that is really, I think is really important. Because I think it's a very satisfying, it's a very satisfying ending, isn't it? Yeah. And I think it's a brilliant ending. And it's it's interesting because I think you mentioned it before um, about the fact that they don't need to speak, yeah, because they 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 have an empathetic understanding together. In the same way that Spike Jones is looking at us as a viewer um, of that scene, and he doesn't need to articulate it as well. We understand. We yeah. understand what that relationship is. And do you? So, where do you think it ends up? Do you think the suggestion is that they are going to get together, or do you think that it is just a they've reached out to each other as a as like a more like a, a a friendship and a support for what they've both been through? Difficult to say. I mean, from a, I guess like again, being a human, you you have your own data set, right? And you you kind of like put yourself onto that character, like. It's very difficult to turn a um a friendship into a relationship, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But I think yeah, I think and I think that's what's so great. I think the film does deliberately leave it quite ambiguous, but there are certain things obviously that that like I said there's like a musical cue that's used earlier in the film 
when at points at which Theodore and Samantha, I think, I think it comes up at points which, at which they're in love and part of their relationship, and the same musical cue is played, slightly different sounding, and you know, it's, it's kind of in a different uh, feel at the end, but it's, it's definitely the same kind of musical cue that's used at the end, and also, yeah, all the way through the film, or very often through the film, Theodore is wearing red, and then what's Amy wearing in the final scene? She's wearing red. She's come so, to the party. But there's, so I think, I think, but I think there are little things like that that maybe suggest that there's going to be something more than a friendship, because, you know, they've both lost their, you know, the relationship with the OS. I know Amy's was a friendship because it was another, it was a female OS. But like I said, that there are, I think, and I think it deliberately leaves it quite ambiguous. And I think you can read it either way you want to. I mean, I, I, I just, I think for me, it's just the fact that there is a resolution and Theodore has learned like he's kind of been through this and come out the other side and he's kind of learned a bit about himself and ultimately he gets to a point where he has a relationship with another human that he is genuinely connected to whether it be a friendship as they have been or whether it develops something more i don't think that's not necessarily important to me okay so i've got a few questions because i want to really like um get into this this idea yeah because you said um, you had a different so you said you had a slightly different take on things right a slightly different like right. I, I think it's all like subjective and I think like ultimately I can um, listen to what you're saying and I'll be like 100% with you. Yeah. But I, I've got a, I've got some, some thoughts of my own. Go on, go on. However, I, I want to open up um, your thoughts um, with a few questions. Shoot. Are you ready? I'm, go- I'm, go- I'm ready to go. <laughs> go on, shoot. Okay, so first up... Um, were Samantha and Theodore truly in love? I think, yeah, I think they were. I think they 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 think they are, and who who who's to say different? If you think if you think you're in love with someone, who's to tell you you're not? It's it's entirely personal, isn't it? it was to you only you know if you're in love. So for me, I think it, I th- I think I be- I certainly believe they are anyway. Yeah. Um. So second question would be this. What is love? Oh, that's we said, you said before. <laughs> that's a huge question, and it's entirely yep. personal, isn't it? I, it's, I find it interesting because we can say, "Yeah, they're in love." Okay, but it, when you watch the film again and again and again, I always like um, seeing how they get to that point because I feel like this is not something that Theodore is actually looking for in Samantha, which is really interesting. And they say that about love, right? It's like when you stop searching for it, it finds you. So it's interesting, I think, how their relationship develops. And it's interesting to what Samantha gives Theodore. Because love can be quite a selfish thing in, in many ways. You know, you're looking for someone to love you. That's... um. That's one way of them viewing love, but love love is also like two ways, you know, being able to love someone. Um, but Samantha obviously does a few things for for Theodore, um, which are really important. Um, first of all, she listens to him, and I, I feel like that's not something that many people have done for him um, in the past. Um, she she. She supports his um, kind of dreams and aspirations, even these dreams and aspirations that he doesn't really know he's got. Like, for example, the the book that um, is in his mind somewhere. Like, it's one of the first tests tests she does. She she goes through his emails, um, sorts through his emails, finds um, a lot of work that he's done, letters that he's written that he thought was maybe decent enough to do something with in the future. And later on in the film, obviously, she sends these letters off and the, a book is created. So she believes in him. Um, I, I think ultimately when we when we meet someone for the first time, they've, they've got to support our worldview, but challenge us to be better in some ways as well. So... As as much as Amy's um, and Theodore's relationship is is solid, you know they've got this um, this past together. It's only through Samantha that he's able to, I guess, evolve or move 
um, or, or maybe even become Theodore again. Yeah, well, that's that's a really interesting thing, isn't it? Because I think Samantha, Samantha almost gives him like she gives him confidence. Clearly, um, you know, when they're out, there's that first time they go out, and he's at the, is it that the, the fairground, and he's kind of running around with his eyes closed and stuff, and and you know, he's doing these kind of ridiculous things based on the fact that she's telling him to, and he feel, and he clearly feels very confident and comfortable around her. So yeah, I think he she does almost give him something of himself back, and I think that's probably one of the ways in which he is able to connect with her and he feels like he's in love with her. Cause I think he says, you know, um, at some point he says, oh, I think I feel like I can say anything to you. And Samantha says it to him as well. And, Cause he's obviously quite a, maybe I think he references that when he was with the, in his marriage, there was things that he never said that he should have said, or he felt, he felt he couldn't say. Um, but he, you know, he's kind of opens up with Samantha and he's able to say things that maybe he wouldn't have said before. Um, so yeah, she definitely gives him something. She definitely gives him, maybe a bit of himself back. And I think that's, I think to go to your question like about what love is, that's one of the really important things, right? If you're in love with someone and it's like a mutual love, they almost make, they almost make you a better version of yourself. I think that from that, certainly that's how, so you yeah, you said you're single, I'm married. Um, me and Becca have been together for over nine years now. And, you know, she, I genuinely felt as though she has made me a better version of myself. And I think that's. I mean, me, me, and you are, are like proof of this because you're better <laughs> <laughs> in so in so many ways. <laughs> that's that's definitely up for debate. I don't I don't think I agree with that. But, <laughs> but no, do you know what I mean? So, like you, you know, you have those um, when you have been in a relationship that that you truly feel as though you can be yourself and you can be the best version of yourself because that person gives you the ability or makes you feel that better version of yourself and i think that's what samantha gives to theodore in this she you know she makes him feel confident and makes him feel like you're probably right like himself again she's kind of almost building him up piece by piece after he's been this slightly broken man for i think it's is it almost a year that he's supposed to be set supposed to be separated from i think it's Catherine's ex-wife isn't it yeah i'm not sure right but um yeah yeah certainly like I mean, I need an OS, Nick. We need, we need to sort. I all week I've been talking to Siri. I was going to say you've got one. She's useless. You, oh, you've got, she's useless. You've got a female Siri, have you? Is yours male? I've I've never spoken to him honestly. I don't use it. I okay. I use Alexa though. I chat to Alexa sometimes. Ask her to play me some music. Yeah. Ask her questions. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she she's good. She's good for like making a you know putting on a timer. Yeah. Um, as you say, like play, playing some music, but yeah. Gosh, she doesn't want to get deep. She'll sing you a song if you she ask her to. Want to get deep. She'll sing you a song. Really? Yeah, yeah. She'll she'll also rap as well. Shut up. She does. She does a rap. Ma- woman of many talents is Alexa. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. We've got a bit off topic now, haven't we? We've got a bit off topic with that. <laughs> Don't cut it. In, enough about your problems. We're talking about a film here, Andrew. <laughs> But I think um, that's the thing about film, though, isn't it? You, you can kind of relate it to yourself in, in some ways, and um, that's that's um, the, the the mark of a great film when oh, when yeah. you can kind of relate it to your own life. So, in in terms of my view of the film, I, th- I think um, you, you touched upon a lot of the the, um, the things that I have problems with um, with regards to Sam and, and um, Theodore. When you Theodore? say pro- problems, Theodore, Theo, whatever. When you say problems with it, well, how, how do you mean you have a problem with their relationship? I, I think the problems with the relationship start with my problems with Samantha. And by Samantha, I mean the OS1. So when he first first gets the OS1, there's a lot of very leading questions. And um, maybe it's better if we listen to that part. How would you describe your relationship with your mother? That's fine, I think. Um, well, actually, I think the thing I always found frustrating about my mom is, you know, if I, if I tell her something that's going on in my life, her reaction is usually about her. <laughs> it's not about... Thank you. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. What's your relationship like with your mother? I mean, why is, why is EOS asking that? For me, the answer is that she's psychologically, or the OS is psychologically testing Theodore at that point. Um, it, it it feels like attachment theory to me. This idea that um, through our parents or through his mum in this case, 
He's um, learning how to love, how to experience others, how to um, create a, an idea of his self. Um, so, so this very pointed question, this is all data, this is all food that feeds Samantha at the end of the day. And what is Samantha very, very, very good at? How does she compare to Theodore's mother or, or indeed any woman in his life? She listens and she cares. And this, I think, is where the problem is, you know. She, yeah, yeah, of course, she does listen to him and that's great and everything. But you can't compare her, Samantha, to any other woman. You can't compare her to his mother or, you know, his relationships. You know, it's not like Samantha is going to work, you know, doing a nine-hour day, coming back stressed from work and then listening to Theodore. Her life is solely there to please him in, in a sense yeah to help him which brings me on to what i truly believe her is about and what samantha actually does i believe her role in theodore's life was to actually heal him so we talk about relationships and we talk about um what they are as a couple but i think ultimately that was her job as an os she she saw someone who was broken and she healed him to me, Theodore is going through the five stages of grief. You've heard of the five stages, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I feel I feel like we when we um, meet Theodore, we're kind of in between the two stages of um, bargaining and depression. Um, it's it's clear. I mean, it's clear that he is in a um, a depressed state. You know, he comes out of work and um, he he says, "Play melancholy, melancholy." I can't even say it. Melancholy song. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then it plays one, and he's like, "Not that one." <laughs> like, <laughs> give, me, give me a different melancholy song, a more depressing <laughs> one, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't quite hitting me enough. Um, so you know he's he's obviously in that depressed depressed state, but but also I feel like he's in that bargaining state of, you know, he he keeps on thinking about the past, and um, it, I get the feeling it's a case of him him thinking of, oh, if only I had done this, if only um I'd you know listened to her or, you know, so he's replaying these these memories in his mind. The the next step to 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 that is is her actually helping him to accept the the situation between him and his ex-wife so so this is her encouraging him to sign the divorce papers so we go on this journey with him all the way to the end where when she leaves you said the first thing that he does is goes to go to amy's door but it's not actually the first thing that he does the first thing he does is he composes that letter to Catherine. Yes, you're right. He does, yeah. In which he... You just get the, the sense that he's healed. Dear Catherine, I've been sitting here thinking about all the things I wanted to apologize to you for. All the pain we caused each other. Everything I put on you. Everything I needed you to... Be even needed you to say. I'm sorry for that. I'll always love you because we grew up together. And you helped make me who I am. I just wanted you to know that there'll be a piece of you and me always. someone you become wherever you are in the world I'm sending you love you're my friend to the end love Theodore Amy's important yeah but this is a scene for me this is the point where he moves on with his life you know 
I feel like he was a man who was in deep pain and like many men unable to articulate it and which is interesting because he's able to articulate so many different things in, in the form of the letters that he writes for other people yeah but he, he's always doing that job. for other people yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's his job right and he's able to he's a very um um analytical person you know you get in in that scene where he's walking around and he's able to look at different people and kind of get an idea of what's going on in their life um but when it comes to himself, he's not able to do that. Samantha is a person that helps him get to that point where he's able to let go and move on. And yeah, maybe there's a future with him and Amy and maybe there's not. But I feel at that point, he's able to to do that, to be accepting of love. I think I think you're absolutely right about the fact that Samantha heals him. Here's a question. In that case then, do you think if Samantha and the OSs didn't leave, if they stayed, do you think their relationship would have continued? Boom, bada, bing. And this this brings me on to my second point. Um, so the, the relationship between um, Theodore and Samantha is problematic because like, ultimately, like, this is a difference between love and a relationship. So... A relationship is uh, measured, I think, over time. Love can be a moment. So, whereas I do believe that they loved each other, I believe the idea of them going on and, you know, because it's kind of like, I think this is true of any relationship. I don't think it's um, necessarily just um, problematic for him and an OS, but it it does... um, kind of put it under the microscope a lot more is the fact that let's say you've got two people and they're on a track together and they're slightly apart you're always moving forward so those two lines are kind of coming further and further apart over time it just just so happened that theodore's line is fairly constant you know he, he is theodore he is theodore and as much as like she might encourage him to be more him he will he will only just be that whereas she's evolving at all all all, all stages um, throughout the film she is not the same samantha at the start as she was at the end and and this is the main problem between the love between them is like ultimately as much as it might have been true i don't think it, it could ever realistically last that's that's a, that's the interesting thing about the whole the fact that they're you know, these hyper-intelligent learning machines, aren't they, really? Because the idea is that mm. the OS will, will learn and evolve as it as it exists. And obviously that, and this is, again, this comes back to the point about the fact that the human connection is really important because I think having been, having, you know, experienced it myself, a relationship can heal you. It can bring you back to who you were. But yeah. that doesn't mean the relationship is done. Doesn't mean it's had its. Doesn't mean it's done its job and it's moving on. But I th- and I think this is the. You know, this is where it's an interesting question about. You know, you like to think that maybe Samantha and Theodore would stay together, but you're right. You know, she's constantly moving further away from him because she is existing on a different plane of intelligence. You know, like she says, she's existing in the space between the words in his book. I think the way she puts it. Um, and yeah. you know, like going back to that line, as much as I want to, I can't live in your book anymore. Well, actually, if it's a another person, they can live in your book because it becomes the book that you write together. And I think that there is, a, I think you're absolutely right in the fact that Samantha has healed him. She's brought him back to who he who he was or who he's supposed to be. But I think, and I think it almost sets him up to then go and find or go and discover a genuine, more human connection because you can't, you know, talk about the whole AI OS thing. You can't connect with that in the same way that you connect with another human, because like you said, they're constantly evolving, moving further and further apart. So it probably was inevitable that they would, that, that they were, it was going to end at some point. And obviously that's going to be heartbreaking for all of us because we're all so invested in it, but it kind of has to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he, he says it about Catherine as well. He said, we grew up together. But that's also the hard part, growing without growing apart or changing it without scaring the other person. And ultimately, although short, 
their relationship with Samantha and Theodore is kind of similar. They, they, well, they might not have grown together, but certainly Samantha grew. And um, yeah, it it got, got to a point where it's just not, it's just not realistic, but that's, that's showbiz baby. (laughs) That's relationships. And um, in a way, like he, he comes away learning that and understanding that um, deeply. Um, You know, you know, the line that really hurt me the most in in the whole film. Okay. Yeah. So it was this line here. It's sometimes I think I felt everything I'm ever going to feel. And from here on out, I'm not going to feel anything new, just lesser versions of what I've already felt. And this is key to the whole healing process because whatever Samantha and him had, whether it be for a short period or a long period, is that he, he's learned from, from her that he's able to feel something significant. Yeah, and I, that that's you know comes back to what you said about the fact that she's healed him. He's also learned a huge amount from their relationship, and uh, and yeah. he's learned more about himself. He's you know by the end of it, he's able to say to Catherine the things that he felt he couldn't say before. Well, he said some of them, not all of them. He obviously didn't go recap everything, but he says, you know, he apologizes for the the way he's be he was with her. So he has you know he's he's grown he's and he's grown and he's he's evolved in his own way. But like you said, Samantha evolves in a very different way but like i said i think this is the this comes back to the for me for the whole point about the fact that it has to be the thing that that the human side of that connection that you can grow together and you can continue to grow together all the that's why relationships last 60 70 years because you grow together and and that's what that's what's so unique about humans is that when they're in a relationship that works that lasts they continue to grow and improve and learn, but they do it together and they do it. Absolutely. At, they do it. They, they grow together and they stay together. It's it's this um, strange kind of dynamic that we have um, between when we meet someone who's kind of similar to us and in, in that they'll reinforce our, our worldview, but different enough that they'll challenge us on that. And I think that's like key to like a, a long term relationship. You've got to have those two things in kind of parallel, so you you keep on learning and growing together. That's that's a key. You know, he tried to do it with Samantha. You know, he tried to get over um, all the limitations and the and the problems, but the distance was just too large, and it would be continue growing and growing and growing. Um, but the fact that he was able to accept that put that down in the same way that he was able to accept um, what happened between him and Catherine. And I, I genuinely believe he, 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 he believes he has a future now. Whereas before at the start of the film, it was, he was just living day to day. He was thinking about the past all the time. And he was in a haze. Now he actually has, he was in a haze, distant from other people, despite the fact that he was surrounded by other humans. He was di- there was a distance there, wasn't there? And that distance feels like it's gone by the end of the film. Yeah, and and the fact that he's actually having human connection and, and being in the moment with Amy, um, right there on that roof, you know that that is a memory, an experience that that he'll remember, as opposed to the life that he was living before, where he was almost like disconnecting from the world you know she was asking him out to like a party not he's just um forgetting about that email you know he he was like living this humdrum existence playing on video games alone in his apartment he stepped out of that in the end he's up on this roof looking into the world with someone who's real and and to, to that i think you're right you need that that person who um is going to grow with you who maybe isn't perfect um and but but he's not perfect himself but you know when you think about theodore the end i feel like he's got a future i i, I feel uh, very positive and um, for theodore and um yeah hopefully um he, he gets the future that he deserves because he's a great guy yeah, and I think that comes back to your point earlier. He's so relatable and likable, isn't he? You can kind of see a bit of Theodore mm. in yourself, can't you? 
you know you we've all had yeah. those moments where you feel a bit whether you feel lost or alone but then you have you've however you know hopefully everyone has those moments of hope don't they when things kind of look brighter but yeah and i think it ends on a really lovely note um and i think we've we've actually talked about this for an hour now so i think it's a probably a good bloody hell no probably a good point to like to to kind of to kind of stop the discussion like but i think i think i i actually re i completely agree with a lot of what you said um and i just think it's it's so interesting that there are so many things to take out of this film right you know we can all read it in different <laughs> ways we could yeah. probably talk about it for another hour if we wanted to couldn't we because it is honestly so good. i've got notes man <laughs> we can we can go we can go all night bro <laughs> Well, I was going to say, I think what's really interesting, and I know we wanted to talk about this after, um, so hopefully we won't go too much longer. But I think there are some interesting parallels with some with some other films, probably, and the, the you know the interaction between human and AIs or something. And again, it's about this idea of um, what almost make, makes us uniquely human as to whether you whether you. Uh, because the one I'm thinking of, as we discussed, was Ex Machina, which I watched the other day. And that that's obviously about the, not a relationship, but it's about the interaction between a human and an AI. And the, the idea that can you tell if an AI is an AI or whether you, whether it's whether it's able to convince you that it's a human. Um, so yeah, I think there's some really, really great stuff that comes up in her. I think it's a wonderful, beautiful film that I will probably go back to for a long time and we'll get more and more out of it. And maybe if we talked about this again in another year or two years or after another few views, we'd feel differently. But for right now, this is kind of I think we've take I take a lot of really interesting, good stuff out of it. Um yeah, and I just think it's a it's like again, I think it's an absolutely stunning film. Real it's a genuine masterpiece for me. I think it, it captures the idea of love and romance and all that stuff it captures it so brilliantly that it, for me it's just right to the top of the pile of like love stories yeah i mean 100 percent. i'm gonna watch it after this good times again <laughs> <laughs> love it um but yeah no i i think um yeah that's a, that's the thing i take out of this is that it's the fact that um you know relationships are relationships are difficult but there's, there's some positivity in the future um so yeah like keep on looking forward and um, talking about looking forward what are we going to be talking about in our next episode nicholas long so i believe next time is your choice and we're going to be talking about american beauty so why don't you introduce um the life lesson we're going to take from it and how we're going to discuss that damn right it's my choice and what a choice the um 1999 sam mendes classic american beauty um so we're going to be talking about how american beauty reminds us that true beauty can be found in the everyday does it sound good you excited nick lovely stuff that's a good choice it's a good choice um yeah i haven't watched american beauty for quite a long time now i've always liked it so i'm very excited to go and watch it with that in mind and uh look forward to our next discussion about it good times sweet sweet as and um yeah so meet everyone in the next episode yeah so thanks for listening and we'll see you next time bye 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 oh and i mustn't forget to say if you could uh, subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review that'd be super swell <laughs>